Thank you again for joining me on this episode of the Freed Thinker Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Tyler Vela. On this episode, we are going to be discussing if libertarian incompatibilism is the folk view, the intuitive view, or a properly basic belief. Stay tuned. In many discussions with libertarian free will advocates, the claim will be made that the libertarian view is the quote-unquote folk view, or that it's the normal intuition that we have libertarian freedom, or even the very bold claim that it's a properly basic belief. These claims are made by the likes of my friends like Braxton Hunter and Tim Stratton, but also made by others like J.P. Moreland. However, are these accurate claims? Is the libertarian incompatibilist view of freedom the intuitive view or the common or folk view of the average man on the street? Or even more, is it a properly basic belief? Is it properly basic like Moreland audaciously claims? First, is it the folk view? In a meta-analysis of countless studies, a paper entitled Forget the Folk, researchers surveyed the extant literature and found something very interesting, though for those of us familiar, not at all that surprising, and that is that the folk view is, well, complicated. One of the things that makes it so complicated is that while it is wildly inaccurate to say that the folk view is that of the libertarian incompatibilism, It's also inaccurate to say that it's compatibilistic either. This is because what researchers are finding is that the folk are, surprise, surprise, not professional philosophers. They tend to have disjointed views, unnuanced opinions on various concepts, knee-jerk reactions to terms that are heavily dependent on how they're packaged and presented to them, and that the same person may be sometimes an incompatibilist and sometimes a compatibilist depending on the experimental constraints. This seems to be because people have very strong beliefs that they are significantly free, but very undeveloped and inconsistent views about what kinds of conditions need are needed to make them free. So while most folk have a strong belief that they are substantively free, what that means or entails or what's necessary for it, or if it's possible under deterministic constraints or not, is completely a different question. 
In fact, many of the studies checking to see if people are deep, deep down incompatibilist or compatibilistic have found that the folk population is often both and. Even the same person with given, uh, when given different hypotheticals will respond in divergent ways. And who could blame them? Think of the disagreements and misunderstandings that even professional philosophers have when it comes to concepts like categorical versus conditional ability, leeway conditions, actual versus alternative sequence, guidance control, reasons responsiveness, origination versus agency, ability versus faculty, reverse dependence, and so on and so forth. Is it surprising that the folk don't have a settled or uniform view on this? I mean, not really. But then the libertarians need to stop making the downright false claim that there is some uniform and univocal view among the folk on freedom, let alone that it just is the libertarian incompatibilist view and all of its metaphysical baggage. In fact, the only seemingly consistent thing that the folk do seem to have a uniform view on is that we are free when we aren't forced, when we aren't acted upon or forced to act contrary or in spite of what we want to do on our own. But that's perfectly consistent with compatibilism. So that cannot be said to be evidence of or proof of some libertarian incompatibilistic intuition. The paper actually makes the following observation when it writes, quote, the folk likely, likely are not concerned with the metaphysical requirements for moral responsibility and instead simply care about holding people morally responsible when it is desirable and not manifestly unreasonable to do so. End quote. Then they continue, quote, It may not be fruitful or even coherent to assert definitively that the folk have either compatibilist or incompatibilist. They probably have both and may not regard them as inconsistent with each other. People have multiple representations, some which possibly contradict each other. Free will belief may stem largely from an intuitive feeling that one acts freely, and applying this intuition to everyday life is likely far less cognitively demanding than logically evaluating the compatibility of free will with complex artificial universes. Like soulmates, souls, fate, and other abstract metaphysical concepts, people likely do not have consistent, coherent notions of free will and they are likely incapable of reasoning about these concepts in the way philosophers would like them to, end quote. The paper then concludes, quote, Everyday people may not be capable of furnishing meaningful and coherent conclusions about such challenging philosophical questions. Rather, they are content with the conclusion that people have free will regardless of what it is, and that people who commit moral transgressions should be punished for failing to exercise that free will properly, end quote. So again, the incompatibilistic friends just need to stop misrepresenting the state of the data that we have in their claims that their view just is the folk view. The data and research simply does not bear that out and directly contra contradicts it. Now, is their view the intuitive view? I mean, I'm not sure how to answer that beyond what I've said above and what the studies have showed. I suppose it depends on whose intuition, maybe. It does seem that the overwhelming majority of people have the intuition that we are free and responsible, especially when we do immoral things that we perceive to be blameworthy, and that being forced to do something or being acted upon to do something we wouldn't do otherwise isn't free. This does not really even seem to be in dispute, though. This is because the compatibilist affirms all of that. 
So on the grounds, so on, sorry, so on what grounds does the incompatibilist or more specifically the libertarian incompatibilist plant their flag in that soil as if it is their view that is the only one with a claim to it? I just don't really see how since the compatibilist affirms all of that, especially considering that to get from we are free and blameworthy so long as we're not forced all the way to libertarian incompatibilist with all of its metaphysical baggage seems to need to cross a chasm of metaphysical assumptions and positions to equate the two. For who has the intuitive view that we are free only insofar as we have the categorical ability to do otherwise of the metaphysically open and conditional future that is not that, that would not be possible if any form of prior determining causes or factors necessitated the outcome or were sufficient for the outcome? I just don't see how that hugely freighted metaphysical view could even hope to be equated with the intuitive view that we're free as long as we're not forced. Now, it may be the case that the incompatibilist thinks that such metaphysical conditions best explain the intuitive view, and that's fine. They could attempt to make that argument, and some do. But to simply draw a straight line of equivocation between the two, between the intuition that we're free so long as we're not forced, or just that we're free, whatever that means, to therefore the intuition is is, is libertarian incompatibilism, just seems question-begging of the highest order. Further, many of us just simply don't have that intuition because we do not see the contradiction between the statement of determinism and the statement that we're free and or responsible. Imagine someone said that the intuitive view was that being spherical and being green were in principle contradictory. Well, I mean, for most of us, we simply wouldn't share that intuition, even if we didn't hold a belief that there were any such thing as green spheres that existed. We simply would not have the intuition that they must be in principle contradictory. But that's precisely what incompatibilism is. That determinism and responsibility or the freedom necessary for responsibility are in principle contradictory. But many of us simply don't have that intuition that think those two states are in fact in principle contradictory, even if we do not think both are true. Once again, this claim by the libertarian, like their claim that it just is the folk view, just seems to run afoul of the data available to us. In addition, even if it were the folk view and, or, or held as intuition by many, I guess my question would just be, so what? We know that the view is, is, is such a radical minority among experts that they still need to do far better than claim intuition or attempt victory by definitional fiat. There are all kinds of folk views that are just wrong. And how do we know this? How do we know that the, that the libertarian incompatibilist view is an incredibly uh, minority view among the experts? Well, in the 2020 pa uh, Phil Paper survey of the leading professional philosophers, the study showed that 59.06 of professional pro uh, philosophers accepted or leaned towards compatibilism, and only 18.68 accepted or leaned towards libertarianism. In fact, that beat out only by a slim margin of about 7%, the view that there is no free will at all, which came in at about 11.54%. 
The divide actually grew from to the 2009 survey with compatibilism having a 3% swing, in, in, in positive swing, uh, in its share of the votes and libertarianism dropping a little over 1%. Now, the reason for pointing this out is not to draw a straight line to the conclusion, therefore compatibilism is true. That would just be to commit the appeal to majority or the appeal to authorities fallacy. The reason for pointing this out is merely to show that the incompatibilists cannot justifiably claim that their view just is what freedom is or that it is what the term free will means or something along those lines without grossly begging the question or engaging in special pleading. The Phil Paper survey shows that there just are different conceptions and different views and that among those views, the libertarian view is such a radical minority that it verges on hubris for them to think that their view is innocent until proven guilty or that the default lexical position is their view and that everyone else is just quote unquote redefining the terms. No, the majority view is not the one that's redefining terms. The majority, the, the, the extreme minority view doesn't get to be the one that says, oh, well, we bear no burden. You have to prove your concept is different than ours and is true or anything along those lines. One response to this uh, argument that, that I've pointed out from the Phil papers is, is made by those like Leighton Flowers and, and his followers and the guys over at Provisionist Perspective and others. And what they claim is that, sure, the majority of philosophers deny, deny libertarianism, but the majority of philosophers are naturalists and atheists. So why should, the the why, why should we as theists and Christians care, right? Well, I mean, besides being an ad hominem and a genetic fallacy, <laughs> well, uh, not, not only, again, does it not escape the prior issue that they cannot simply try to win by lexical default because their claim that determinism and freedom are analytically and conceptually contradictory is called into question if Anyone, regardless of their worldview, can show that the two things simply aren't contradictory, even if one isn't entailed by the other or, it doesn't, or, or one of them isn't true. But it also just shows a lack of knowledge of the data, again, and a lack of understanding of how statistics work. The Phil Paper study tracks these kinds of correlations between different views, and the data is revealing. Is it true that atheists were more likely to vote for a non-libertarian view? Sure, yeah. Only about 8.7% of atheists voted libertarian. But they also accounted for 42% of the total number of those who did vote in favor of libertarianism. So yes, libertarianism is weighted uh, towards theists, sort of. Of the theists who voted, only 52% of them voted libertarian. This means that 48% of the theists voted for non-libertarian views. So this means that while libertarianism does enjoy a theistic majority of the total number of votes, it's simply not the case that, they, that there is some supermajority within theism. It actually came down to a difference of only five votes for a difference of about 4%. So within the field of professional philosophers, theists seem to be almost a clean split between libertarian views and non-libertarian views. So responses like Flowers and company are just not valid defeaters, again, for the actual evidence that's there. In fact, it's hard to see how even if they were right, 
how that would not just be a crass correlation equals causation fallacy. Even if the theistic community was slanted heavily for libertarianism, like atheism towards non-libertarian views, so what? That would show correlation only. But again, it's not. It's 52% to 48%. Hardly the, <laughs> the telling data that the, the, the critics like Flowers want to make it out to be. In fact, we can see that other correlations are actually even stronger. Among libertarians, 82% of them think that the concept of zombies is inconceivable, though they're actually strangely less likely to think it's not metaphysically possible, despite thinking it's inconceivable, which is weird. And a whopping 73% of them would flip the switch in the trolley dilemma to kill more people but save a loved one. So what does that tell us about why they hold free to libertarian freedom? And actually, 97.6% of them are not from Canada. 70% of them are from the United States, and almost 60% of them are older than the median age of the survey respondents. In fact, one thing that was interesting, truly, was that for a metaphysical question about the nature of free will, only about a third of them were in any way specialized in metaphysics. So should we think then that while theism seems to be nearly indeterminate to if someone is a libertarian or not, again, it's a 4% swing, that what is maybe more more causally impactful on who holds a libertarian view is being a non-specialist, older-than-average American philosopher predisposes one to being a libertarian? I mean, if that's how they want to use the statistics, but let's be honest, that's just not how statistics work. Okay, finally, the very strong claim that libertarian freedom is properly basic, that it's a properly basic belief. Now, a properly basic belief is basicality, uh, sorry, uh, it, it, basicality, a basic belief that, that may be ultimately unprovable, but which can be held on the basis of general human experience, which is rational to believe in the absence of any defeaters. So, for example, we have a properly basic belief in the existence of other minds or the real world. Now, could we be a butterfly dreaming or could we be in the matrix? Maybe, but absence any defeater and the universal experience of humanity with other minds in the real world, we just have no reason to think that it, it even uh, it, that it's even possible, though it's not clear how we could ever prove it definitively to be the case because we can't really step outside of our experience to prove the outside of our experience. Now, given my comments about intuition above, I think a kind of Mott and Bailey fallacy or equivocation fallacy is happening here where the libertarian is thinking that even if we cannot prove that we have free will necessary for responsibility, there's no defeater that dispatches that view, i.e. there's no reason to think that hard incompatibilism or deterministic incompatibilism, that is a full denial of any meaningful concept of freedom is true, and so it's properly basic and, and, and we're rational to believe that we're free, sufficient for responsibility. Sorry, necessary for responsibility. But notice that this is not the same thing as saying the heavily freighted concept of libertarian incompatibilism and everything metaphysically that goes with it about indeterminism, leeway conditions, sourcehood, and so forth are also part of that proper basicality. In order for them to say that, they would need to say that 
all the metaphysical baggage that goes along with libertarian incompatibilism is also what we directly and uniformly, nearly universally experience in the human condition, and that there are no defeaters for it, despite, again, that most philosophers uh, believe that it's defeated pretty easily. It seems to me that Either they're doing a kind of bait and switch between broad intuition about freedom and libertarian incompatibilism, or else they're making the far stronger claim and far more bizarre and frankly somewhat delusional claim that they really think that the human experience of categorical ability and metaphysical consideration of indeterminism and that determinism is analytically contradictory to responsibility and and possibly that past-directed time travel types of dependency models that are being postulated now to try to rescue what really is a theory in crisis is on the same epistemic level as our experience of other minds in the external world that were not in the matrix? <sighs> I'm honestly not sure how to respond to all of that outside of just, really? Well, thank you again for joining me on this episode of the Three Thinker Podcast. As always, I appreciate your questions, concerns, comments, commendations, or condemnations. If you want to send them to me, you can send them to me at thefreethinker at gmail.com. Visit the blog, freethinkerpodcast.blogspot.com, or come on by the group page on Facebook, the Free Thinker group page, and join the discussion. Thank you again for joining. Good night, and God bless.